Hello, and welcome back to episode 38 of Caffeinated Yogi Talks. As always, I am your host, Danielle Collinsworth. If you are listening to this on launch date, we are officially 180 days into the year of 2021. I don't know about you, but to me, that is freaking terrifying. I normally don't like to put blame on things, people, an idea, whatever it may be. However, I am totally blaming how fast 2021 has gone on COVID. I'm going to pretend that the time gods are basically trying to cram everything from two years into one, and that's why I feel the way I do. So if you also feel that way, please note that you are not alone. However, to backtrack some, in the beginning of this year, I set a goal in place to do yoga every day for the entire year. And thus far, I have stuck to it, and I've also moved a mile every day from January 1st, 2021 until now. Sticking to goals like that can be really freaking challenging. So I am here today to give you a little bit of insight as to how I've done what I've done thus far and maybe some tips and tricks as I tell you a funny story or two. So as always, go grab yourself a nice, warm, yummy cup of coffee if you can actually virtually send one my way because I definitely did not get enough sleep last night. So send me all of your caffeinated vibes and let's dive in. Hi there. Welcome to Caffeinated Yogi Talks. I'm your host, Danielle Collinsworth. Here, we will talk about all things yoga, both on and off the mat. Fitness, entrepreneurship, this crazy thing called life, and maybe a bit about coffee. So throw on your headphones, grab your favorite cup of gel or tea, if that's your fancy, and let's get chatting. All right, so before I forget, let me make sure that we are all on the same page. Whenever I say that I'm doing yoga every day, that does not mean that I'm moving through a 90-minute class every day. Just like whenever I say I'm doing a mile a day, that actually does not mean that I'm running every day. For me, I'm making sure that I am stepping onto my mat and I am doing something. Rather, if that is a traditional sun salutation like vinyasa, maybe I am moving through 12 minutes of stretching and mobility. And with my mile, I guess there's a little bit more of a precise measurement as obviously I need to make sure I get the mile in. Uh, But for me, it does not matter if I run or if I walk it. Uh, I've lately been walking them a lot more, primarily just because of timing and things like that. And to be honest, I just kind of enjoy it. So uh, there's that. You might as well like the shit that you put as a goal, right? So to give a little bit of a backstory, I've wanted to do yoga every day for a year for a really long time. Back whenever I was in my first ever teacher training, like not me guiding the yogis, me being the yogi learning the yoga things. <laughs> I um, I thought of it then as we my training ended in January. So we had a little bit of a break uh, via the holiday time. And of course, the concept of New Year's resolutions and things came up. Uh, somebody said that they have done yoga every day for like three years and they're 
goal is to continue to do it. And I was inspired by that. Um, however, I number one heard of it at like on January 10th maybe. And um, yeah, I was definitely not in the right headspace for something like that. So I've thought about it multiple times from then till now over the past 10 years or so. And uh, this year I felt like I needed to give myself something. Um, 2020 had so many highs for me and I'm blessed for that. But I wanted still something to challenge me. And uh, that that's the route I picked. Also to give a backstory though about this mile a day thing, you might be like, um, how do these two go hand in hand? And I, I used to be really into running, but that's really not my main jam anymore. So even more so with like, what the hell are you doing, Danielle? Why yoga and a mile a day? Well, I'm good friends with the North End Run Club founder uh, here locally in Hampton Roads. And every year they do a January challenge, which is a mile a day. And Barry is his name, the founder, Barry Clark. Um, he was, he's also a DJ. And on New Year's Day, he was DJing a class for me, a yoga class. And he was talking about the whole mile a day thing. And I was like, you know what, for 30 days, like why, why not? Let's just kick this into full gear. Uh, the world was still in like, I, I feel like for me it was kind of more and harder almost to go from closed to, I don't know, I guess I would call it like 65% open to then like closed again almost, like being like 25% closed. Like, I don't know, January, the holiday times were just weird. So uh, I was happy to do something like that. Um yeah, so that leads me to today, which again is day 180. If you are listening to this on launch date or June 29th would be launch date. Um, thus far, 180 days. And I have moved on the yoga mat and moved my little footsies uh, each one of those days. Still keeping my timeline here in January for a moment, there were probably, I would guess, anywhere from three to five days in the month of January that were a big challenge for me to get the mile done. It was either because it was too cold or because I was too busy, too tired, whatever the excuse may be. However, I held myself accountable and I made it through the entire month. Then on February 1st, I almost felt a bit bad whenever I was like well I don't have to do this today and I took a moment to kind of reflect and I had to connect to this mindset that it's okay if I don't complete the mile a day uh, task for the entire year if I was going to continue on and if anything hold myself a bit more accountable from the yoga perspective meaning kind of like checking myself right Yoga was my initial goal. So like, let's keep with that. Be a hard ass to yourself whenever you need to. Take my suck it up buttercup mentality and still make time for yoga. Uh, however, if I'm connecting to the mile a day in a negative aspect, then I was trying to tell myself, be okay with letting it go. And to be honest, I just didn't want to overload myself. So I figured yoga will be the one that I am more 
adamant about. I'm strict with myself. I have to be the adult to myself sometimes. And if the mile a day works, great. And if not, also great. I have thus far had two times now where I went for a walk or did yoga whenever it was really late. Like the time technically went until the next day, but I counted it as the previous day's movement because that's when I started it. I think the funniest one actually was uh, Matt and I were day drinking on a Saturday and we uh, came home. It was kind of like rainy or at least kind of dreary, I guess I would say. And we just had some Netflix chill time. We both passed out on the couch for quite a long period of time and woke up around like 11. Whenever I woke up, I was like, ugh. Slowly dragged my ass upstairs, took a shower, and in the shower was whenever I started, I realized that I didn't move a mile, and I just start yelling, like, Matt, 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 and of course, he either thinks I hurt myself or that there's a bug, basically, <laughs> and uh, and I told him, like, in a panic, I was like, oh my god, I haven't walked a mile, like, I haven't ran a mile, what do I do? And he's just kind of, like, staring at me, and, and I was like, I think I could do it, I think we could still get it done. And uh, him being the awesome guy he is didn't want me walking around it, you know, just before midnight by myself. So I quickly toweled off, threw some shorts on, and we went for a walk. So technically, I think that was one of two where whenever we were done with the walk, uh, it was at like, I don't know, maybe 12.05 or something. And I still counted it as the previous day's work, if you will. Now, As I tell you that story, though, I'm not trying to discourage you. And I'm probably going to continue on with some other things that you that might make you frown or get like a sour puss on your face. And I'm not trying to discourage you at all. If anything, I'm just trying to give you the most raw, real description of what this experience has been like for me. I would probably say that 10 to 15 percent of the days thus far have been fucking hard. A prime example for me, there are quite a few Fridays where I work a shit ton. I will teach anywhere from eight to 10 hours mixed in with a good few hours of checking in with my virtual clients, of planning events, of answering emails, meeting with my architect to go over things for the studio. So besides my the time that you see me teaching, I'm working elsewhere, potentially getting my own form of a workout in, and then also doing yoga and a mile. There are a few Fridays I can think of where I was so pissed at myself for not making my mile, for not fitting time for the mile in earlier in the day. By the time I got home, we crushed some awesome to-go sushi, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I want, I do not want to move. Or sometimes I would actually have Matt walk with me to go pick up sushi. Because fun fact, where we get it is about a mile away from our house. So let's go walk and pick it up and come back. And those days would be hard. Like I, I wouldn't want to go and do the movement. However, I'd be lying if I said that there wasn't at least 50% of the days that I just found such enjoyment with either one and or the other forms of movement. For example, one thing that I have realized most recently is that I can feel such a difference in my body if I choose just to take, let's say, 
two to three days back to back of a 15 minute practice that is just more stretch based. Especially if I am doing things like this and recording a lot, meaning that I'm sitting down in front of the computer. Recently, Think to Sky's Element has required me to be in front of the computer more as well, uh, gaining more TCY clients, which is freaking awesome, not complaining, but again, more computer work. If I then do not devote time to yoga, like man, everything feels just crappy. So I truly enjoy and like love just how zen-like my body feels whenever I'm able to devote a decent amount of time to a good practice that is balancing for me. Another way that I have found such enjoyment and love in uh, this 180 days of goodness is um, I've realized how much I like walking. Uh, I used to always preach in my Instagram stories like, hey, take a midday walk. But I would go for like five minutes. I would take the dog out. I would walk like one little lap around the block or something and come back in. Actually, like really disconnecting at times is very helpful. Uh, I also think it's even helped or allowed Matt and I to grow even closer as there have been several late night walks where we just use that as time to not be on our phones and to just like talk about our day, have a nice little recap, if you will. Uh, And I truly do enjoy that time with him. So again, just to recap, there are a lot of the shitty days. I'm not denying that. Uh, And you will only grow stronger if you make your way through it. But I will say that the overall uh, enjoyment you will find of making a pattern like that is uh, thus far, 180 days worth at least, pretty damn awesome. Even on the rainy walks. (laughs) Now, enough, I guess I would say, blabbing about what I've done over the 180 days. I think that we're probably at the point where you are like, okay, well, how can I do this? How can I make this fit into my lifestyle? So many times whenever people hear that I am happy that I found movement for the day, I get some kind of reaction like, well, duh, that's what you do for a living. So number one, let's clarify, just because I teach yoga and I coach different forms of movement does not mean that I am moving 24-7. If I did, I would assume that I would be the most limber and strong-ass motherfucker around. And I promise you, I am not. But I do think that there are takeaways uh, thus far for me from this 180 days that might help you to create a habit that is truly something that will last. So now that you know a bit about my 180 day journey thus far, let's talk about the how so that you too can possibly make a habit that can last, maybe we're starting off with the goal of a week, Maybe it is a year, maybe a lifetime, who the heck knows. Number one is that help or accountability is okay. And sure, you can rely on a friend. Uh, For me, during that month of January, whenever I was like, okay, 30 days or 31, I think is in the month of January. um, I was like 30 days for this mile a day thing. Cool. Matt did it with me. So he kind of held me accountable here and there. Awesome. A friend is okay. However, I would say take it a step farther because especially if we're looking at more of this lifetime thing, 
even something like your significant other that you spend every single day with, there's going to be times whenever you want to do that thing and they're not going to want to do the thing, right? And sure, it is okay to encourage them like, all right, come on, we got to do this, but they might not be as into it as what you are. Or maybe this is revolving around something that you're truly reaching to achieving and well to be quite frank they can give two shits about doing it themselves (laughs) so let's think a bit farther besides the friend or loved one I used an app that is called habit I think habit maybe habit tracker um it was a lifesaver for me I used the free version and I set up one reminder when it would tell me like hey have you done yoga today hey have you moved a mile today And that was just really helpful, at least I would say for the month of January and February, for me to get that little extra boost, that little extra reminder. I personally set my timer to where I was like, okay, if I don't have this done by this time, I know that it might be a struggle for me to get it done later. So in the beginning, I set my mile reminder at like 2 or 3 p.m., And then I set my yoga reminder around like 7 p.m. And um, if anything, I think that both of those times could be a little different for me looking back on it now. But it was just a good uh, kind of like midday check, if you will. Uh, I've turned it off of reminding me every day. And I actually want to turn it back on now that uh, actually as of today, my schedule is kind of changing a little bit. And I think it'll be good for me to remember like, uh, hey, bitch, why don't you go outside and do this mile thing now while you have time for it? Uh, So I think for me, that'll be a, a helpful tool and something I would recommend for you to do as well. And there are definitely so many free apps out there. Don't feel like you have to spend a shit ton of money to create a habit, right? Next up would be uh, to schedule it in. This is a tool that I preach to my clients from nutrition to fitness. I tell them to do this regularly. It almost always happens that a client is going to reach that sticky point if they are new in either their fitness or nutrition journey where they're like, oh man, I didn't make time for it today. Like, fuck, oh, another day, I didn't make time for it. And for most people, it's a very short time frame that that happens if they are paying a coach. Um, And this is when I tell them, like, schedule it in like it is a meeting that you cannot skip. So again, I guess kind of relating this to number one in a way. Um, Accountability in the way of Make it something that is set in stone on your calendar. If we, let's say you think that working out in the morning is beneficial for you and you go through two to three weeks of you trying to set the alarm and waking up and you're like, no go. I would say let's check one to two things. Number one, maybe look at your bedtime itself. There is nothing wrong with you if you're going to bed at midnight and you're trying to wake up at 5 a.m. Like, no, you're not that unmotivated. You're just a normal fucking human and you need some sleep. There's there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you. Uh, All of those things are just your body trying to make you healthy, right? So take all of that negativity out of the picture and instead flip the switch. 
how can I make more time to get to bed so that I can then wake up and do this, right? For me, it's sometimes helpful too if I do have enough sleep. I'm like, okay, you slept enough. Like, you're okay. Like, you know, try to just uh, give yourself that positive reinforcement, if you will. Now, let's say that you're um, you're trying for that early morning slot. Your sleep is at a decent time, but you are just so unmotivated. Your body itself just doesn't like to move. Maybe you're a lifter, and as you are lifting early in the morning, you just you feel so half-assed, you're not hitting any of your percentages. It's just not your jam. It's not for you. Guess what? There is also still nothing wrong with you. That's okay. We're all different. But that doesn't mean that you can't still schedule something in. You sit. You set an alarm clock for you to wake up early in the morning to potentially go to the gym. And if that's not working, why don't you just set an alarm clock for you to go to the gym later? And I know that probably sounds silly to most people, but how many times have you said, okay, I'm going to do X at 7 p.m. I'm going to go fold the laundry. After dinner, I'm going to sit down, have my nice little glass of wine, drink some tea, whatever it is. And at about 8 o'clock, I'm going to go fold laundry. And then how many times has the laundry then sat in a nice ugly ball unfolded for like two or three more days, maybe two or three more weeks. Shame on you. Um, But how long has, I mean, how many times has that happened? Now, if we do something like set an alarm, it's this like trigger in our mind that is then basically like, oh, this is telling me I have to go do this rather than you just mentally setting that timer in the back of your mind. I'm not saying that a lot of self-discipline does not still go into play, but it sure as shit is going to help you if you have something else, a scheduled allotment of time for you to go do the thing. Maybe your goal instead of doing a mile a day is to do, I want to go for a walk every single day. Well, let's just pick on Mondays and Wednesdays or Tuesdays and Thursdays and those are going to be the two days where you do take a lunch break and your lunch break is 10 minutes of movement and then 15 minutes of eating right so you get up out of your chair move away from the computer go outside walk around for 10 minutes even if you just paced up and down in a parking lot and then come back in and go about your day nothing wrong with that But it's going to help you so much if you set a timer, set an alarm, a reminder for it to be like, uh, hello, please go do this thing. All right. So number one is accountability. And that can be via an app or a friend. That can also be via a coach. I personally hold my clients from fitness to nutrition accountable on the regular. I would say that is majority of my job. So hiring a coach for it is cool too. And the next step would be actually scheduling it into your calendar, whatever form of a calendar or an app reminder that you use. Now, number three is just going to be more or less mindset and try not to think of it as a chore. The two or three times where the walk or the mile a day was a struggle for me were days when I was like, ugh, I can't believe I have to go do this thing. Just like, ugh, I can't believe I have to go fold laundry. I'm not saying it's easy, guys. Please keep that in the back of your mind. But 
the more and more that you view it as a chore, if you view working out as a chore, then your mind is going to let you settle into that comfortable state of uh, this is not really something that we need to go do right now. Instead, let's go watch some Netflix or instead let's just lay in bed or whatever it may be. Your mind's going to feel more comfortable with that because the task at hand that you are thinking of as an alternative is not a chore. Instead, connect to some form of a positive mindset that is something like, I am grateful I can do blank. Um, my body deserves to move. Whatever it may be, tying it into whatever your habit is at hand. So for example, for me, whenever I had my good two to three miles that were like, I viewed them as a chore. Oh my goodness. I literally sat on the couch scrolling through Instagram like, nope, 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 not going to do it. I don't want to do it especially on the really cold days where I was wearing two freaking pairs of pants and two or three jackets, a beanie, a scarf, all the things. And I was like, nope, I'm, I just, uh, this is when I quit. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And almost every time I shifted my mindset to instead tell myself my body deserves to move. Simple as that. That one really hits home for me. My body deserves to move. For me, that mantra just, it means so much. I have now for years put so much work into my body because I truly value my health. So that kind of mindset is very powerful to me. Now, let's say that your uh, goal is to read, to, to read for 10 minutes a day. You can very much do the same thing. My mind deserves to move. Yes, you are moving and challenging your mind as you're working and, uh, you know, managing your household, all of these things, but you're not allowing it to really move in that much of a creative fashion. Maybe your job entails you to do so, and that's fantastic, but your mind is still connected to the fact that that's still a, a paid task. For me, I think that teaching yoga is such a creative endeavor but there are definitely times when I still view it as this is a task that I am getting paid for. I have to go do this part of my job. It's honestly very rare that I think that way, but it does happen. It's, it's still a job. It, even though it's a freaking cool job, in my opinion, it's a job, right? Now, I guess I would say number four, if you will, is this idea that I know I mentioned earlier, but I didn't really touch on. Suck it up, buttercup. Man, oh man, just keep repeating that damn phrase to yourself whenever you do not want to go do the thing. Suck it up, buttercup. How many times whenever you were younger did your parents say something like that to you? I don't want to play with the toy you just bought me. Well, suck it up. I just spent money on it, so you're going to use the damn thing. Or I don't want to eat my veggies. Well, suck it up. You have to eat them if you want the ice cream. Maybe your parents didn't use that exact phrase, but I hope that you catch my gist. And if I'm the only one, then damn mom, why did you screw me over? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um, but I... Another kind of concept that I talk about a lot with my clients is that you sometimes have to be the adult to yourself. 
not not sometimes I'm sorry a lot of the fucking time you have to be the adult to yourself you have to tell yourself yes I do need to eat the veggies yes I do need to go for a walk you don't want to do yoga well suck it up buttercup you're doing yoga today like sometimes you have to just put your big girl panties on and take that mindset Now, I also think that this is when it is very beneficial for you to let your habit, your goal, whatever it is, let it be something that's also maintainable. So for me, running a mile a day would be very unattainable. There have been several times where I've taken my walk and I haven't had running shoes with me. Or there have been several times when I don't have the energy or the time itself to take a full 75 minute yoga practice. So make sure that whatever habit it is that you're talking about before you take that harder suck it up buttercup approach make sure it's something that you physically do have the capability to suck it up and do it without putting yourself into an unhealthy situation. There's a reason why for me, I personally have decided, okay, I need at least 10 minutes. I don't even know if I've had one that short. I think my shortest has been about 12 or 15 minutes of yoga. Um, But I've set myself a very small, a manageable time domain. You can be going to bed and you can easily uh, lay on your bed, sit with your legs up the wall and do a nice little restorative yoga session there, right? It's something that is maintainable. You might not always want to do it, And that is when you have to suck it up, buttercup. Last but not least, a question that I have gotten a lot recently is, how are you liking it? Would you do it again? Are you going to continue with both of these things, yoga and a mile, into 2022? And in all honesty, I think yes. Um, I think that they're both really uh, healthy, good habits for me. And um, I mean, we'll see how it all plays out. But uh, yeah, right now I would a thousand percent recommend it to every single person. Um, as long as you are making it something that you actually enjoy and it is something that is truly obtainable. If it's a task that you hate, like if somebody was to tell me that I had to do laundry every single day, like, fuck no, that sounds awful. But doing yoga every single day, that sounds good. It's not always good. It's not always easy, but it sounds good, right? So make it something that you truly want to do and then make sure that it is something that you can obtain with a healthy balance or mindset. Well, that is all I have for you today, my lovelies. I truly hope that you enjoyed some part of this episode. And if you did, it would mean the world to me if you took a nice little screenshot of what you're listening to, opened up the gram, go to your Instagram stories, share that lovely little screenshot, and tag at caffeinated yogi talks and or at Danielle the yogi, spelled D-A-N-Y-E-L-L, the yogi. As always, peep the show notes so you can save some awesome goodies with either one-on-one coaching with myself, free skincare, or maybe some other awesome things that are listed on in there. Again, guys, thank you for listening. And until next time, namaste and slay boothang.